Hi, everyone. This is the Incept Connect podcast. I am John Osberg, growth strategist at Incept here in downtown Buffalo, New York. Today, I am joined by a friend of mine, a client of ours at Incept, and that is none other than Jessica Wolf, Western New York Blood Care. Jess, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to have you here. It feels like we just put this on the calendar I know. yesterday. It was like a month ago, but it feels like it was actually yeah. more than a month. Was it really? I think it was the summer. I think it, it was, was July. Oh my gosh. It was July and now we're already at the end of September. Yeah, like going into October. Isn't it something? But <laughs> that happens, I think, for those that are involved in, especially immersed in their professional and communal realms, yeah. leaders that are moving and shaking, um, that are trying to create impact, which is what we're all about here at Incept. And so I certainly would put you in that category as someone who's oh, doing great you. work right <laughs> on. And sometimes I think we might get caught up in how much is going on. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, the podcast we scheduled yeah, three months ago. Yeah, right here. So you're here. Um, so thanks for joining and thanks for the relationship that we have um, between Incept and Western Blood Care. Um, it's one that we've enjoyed and the work you're doing is super impactful. So that said, little introduction on yourself would be awesome. Yeah, I'm Jessica Wolf. I'm a social worker and chief operating officer at Western Blood Care. Um, so I have been with Western Blood Care for a little over five years now um, in my role of chief operating officer for probably uh, about a year, year and a half. Um, I have been a social worker now for, oh my gosh, over 10 years, um, doing like lots of different things from mental health, uh, substance abuse and addiction, um, long-term care, end-of-life care. Um, I got involved with us in your blood care. Um, I have a child with a chronic health issue, so I really wanted to do something that would give back and be like, you know, um, would kind of make sense with my personal and professional life. So I found Western York blood care and I was like, this is perfect. This is working with kids and families and adults with bleeding disorders and, you know, chronic health, you know, issues. And so it was a really great partnership and it's been really awesome. Wow. Five, and so five years and I, and I just, just learning that of you now. So part of your mission in your own life is to, is to seek and serve, uh, seek out and serve those that like you've had in your own experience with your family. So yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, some of the, some of the services offerings of Western Blood Care for those that may not be aware of it, I'd be curious to learn more about that. Yeah, I, I don't have a lot of brevity on the subject. so I will. <laughs> It's all good. You're good. I, let's dive in. No, yeah. seriously. So we are a diagnostic and treatment center. Um, we're a federally recognized hemophilia treatment center or an HTC. Um, so we are designated and we're recognized by the federal government through a HRSA grant. Um, so 50 years ago, when this all started with Western New York Blood Care, formerly the Hemophilia Center of Western New York, it was really the main focus of people with severe hemophilia and severe bleeding disorders. And that was really what we focused on was, you know, trying to get them help and include them into everyday life and to be normal people. Um, and through the years, we've really expanded to not just bleeding disorders, but now we do thrombosis um, and thrombotic related issues. So that would be things like with a DVT, a deep vein thrombosis or a PE, a pulmonary embolism. Um, and just people who don't really know what's going on, just trying to get a diagnosis and figure out, you know, what's happening. So we're a lifespan center. We see, you know, newborns to end of life, older adults. Um, and, you know, we treat not just the individual, but the family. Um, the backbone of our, our center is comprehensive care. Mm -hmm. So when you come to our your annual appointment with us, you see a hematologist, mm -hmm. but you also have the availability to see a physical therapist, a genetic counselor, a wow. dietitian, nursing education, social work, and we also have a pediatric dentist. So we really treat the whole person, wow. not just the disease, which I think really separates us from a lot of other, 
you know, medical offices and, you know, the typical healthcare setting where you go in, you wait 40 minutes for your appointment, yeah. you see a doctor, and then you're out. Right. Um, you know, those appointments are lengthy and they're really in-depth and we really dig into, like, what's going on? What can we help you with? Wow. Holistic and comprehensive are two words that come to mind. And I'm learning some of this just even in our podcast right now. That's fantastic. And locations um, that you guys have, where were you mainly out of? We have one building. We are at 1010 Main Street. So right in the medical campus. Um, And it's a great location. We moved there three years ago now. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, which seems a little crazy. (laughs) Another one, yeah. (laughs) Like that. Um, And we moved basically with the Children's Hospital when Mm -hmm. uh, Children's, you know, moved to the new location. We basically followed along. So makes sense with that connection. Um, And then there's, you know, young young children, young people going there. They can make a hop, skip, and a jump over to your facility. Excellent. Let's talk more about in the community. Um, I know there's something going on with UB. Why don't we talk a little bit about um, that partnership, kind of that, yeah. that working relationship you have with them for those that are watching yeah. and listening. So we just uh, kind of created this partnership with UB and their, I think it's their interprofessional development <laughs> section wow. of wow. education. Yeah. Um, so we have set up basically three separate programs with them over a five-year span. So the first program is called Worcester and it's a huge acronym that I don't, officially know what it stands for, but basically um, we will have students rotating into our comprehensive clinics. Mm-hmm. They will be shadowing a provider and also shadowing a patient. So the kind of seeing it from the patient's perspective, but also seeing it from a, you know the providers that come into the room. Um, and they'll also be administering assessments to our patients to determine like for social determinants of health. So these are things like, you know, food security, mm-hmm. housing issues, transportation issues, Things that impact people every day, but especially when you have a chronic health issue, managing like your health and also like the stuff that happens to people every day, it just kind of adds on and piles on. So we've never like cl- like collected all of this data before. So I think it's going to be really insightful just to kind of see like what is what our population and the people of Buffalo and Western New York, because we serve all the counties of Western New York. What, you know, what are they going through? What's really happening? You know, um, I think it's going to be really helpful. Wow. Excellent. Yeah, keep please yeah. continue. It's bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. We're also doing a program called the Health Mentors Program. So we have five patients who are basically the teachers. So they're wow. assigned like assigned like six students, and they basically explain their life and wow. what it's like living with a chronic health issue or being a parent of someone with a chronic health issue. And then the students have to make a presentation basically on what they've learned. So that's like a super intimate connection. And I'm really, really excited about that one because I think it's really going to show like, you know, the person behind just this diagnosis, you know, people get labeled with. It's really like, what are their struggles? Like what is, you know, everyone kind of have to go through that's living with this like really hard burden of having a chronic health illness. So talk about a role reversal and that's so innovative and, yeah. and just deliberate and intentional. I love that. I've never heard. Is, is this, and forgive me if I haven't followed, is that a newer program or is that thing going on? Uh, I believe it's a newer program. Wow. Yeah. That you'd be kind of proposed to us and we're like, oh my gosh, yes, absolutely. So and the patient is the, is the, the teacher. teacher. Yeah. They're like the facilitator wow. of the information. So that is so cool. How do people get, how do like, if there's anyone watching, listening that are interested in even these first two programs, are there yeah. ways to get involved and learn more? Um, really, I would probably talk to your counselor or like whoever you work with, with admissions in UB and, mm-hmm. you know, just ask like, what, how can I get involved in the interprofessional development program? Um, I know that the contacts I have with Jessica Kruger is yeah. the big liaison we have over there with UB. So, 
Um, and I know they post stuff all the time and send things out, but obviously with your email as an alumni, yeah. I know it gets lost pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but they're going to be running these programs for five years. Five years. Yeah. We'll and put that in the show notes too, uh, whatever information sure. we might have. I always refer in our podcast, yeah. <laughs> check the show notes. They'll be in there. So, and the third program yeah. is called the Innovation Sprint. So we basically propose a problem and a bunch of students come up with a solution. So they're in teams of like maybe six to eight and they come up with a solution to our program. It's basically like a quality improvement initiative. Wow. And then they propose, you know, their solutions to us and we bring a patient with us, mm -hmm. a provider with us to look at their solutions and kind of like pick and pull from which ones we really like. Wow. So it's kind of, it's really interesting. We uh, presented them, you know, based on their problem statement and all the information and we have like several teams reach out, like, can we come see your place? Can we talk to you more yes, about this? Yes. Like, yeah, come on down. That and is so cool. It was just really great. Um, you know, people learning a lot about not just, you know, hemophilia and mm. bleeding disorders, but just the whole gamut of like who we are, what we do, and kind of hoping to like maybe change the landscape of how yes. people view healthcare. You know, that it doesn't have to be this one size fit all model. You could, you know, do a comprehensive model. You could really dig in deep to like the whole person and mm. not just the disease. I love that. And we were talking before we officially started recording social determinants. You mentioned earlier, maybe this is a good segue then into a bit more about that. I know that's a foundational piece of what you do, per, you know, personally, professionally, uh, maybe some more insights on, on what those, what that looks like and what that's all about. Yeah, I think a huge shift, I think hopefully that's happening in this country and mm. all over is really a look at like health equity mm. and equity in general, what that kind of looks like, you know, um, I think we're realizing like equality is great, but that doesn't mean it's equitable, mm -hmm. you know? So how can we really make the healthcare and the things that we do, you know, so it can reach everyone and not just certain select people, not just people with really good health insurance. How can it really affect and improve everyone's life? Um, and so we're really hoping, you know, with programs like this and really reaching out and trying to, you know, put a voice to this and put a, to who we are and what we do, that it can kind of shed some light um, and really looking into the social determinants of health. What is really, how do the people of Western New York that receive our receive our services? Sure, sure. Um, how are they all different? Where are they struggling? Where can we help them? You know, as a community, like what are the, what are the pitfalls? What are the positives? And hopefully when we gather enough data and look at it, that's really what it'll show. That's fantastic. I just, I love again, that comprehensive holistic look. Yes. It's a lot of blood disorders, but there's, it sounds like there's just, it's, it's a really good, intimate experience, comprehensive experience with the healthcare kind of system and that you have all these different professionals um, that are part of your team then at Western Blood Care. Yeah. And we also have an in-house pharmacy. So wow. we provide medication to our patients and the, the pharmacy really is for factor replacement products. So yeah. those are the things that people need with like bleeding disorders. Coagulant. Yeah, okay. really to just function and live a normal life, mm -hmm. um, which is really great. So we have a 340B designation, okay. you know, meaning we can provide this at a cheaper rate. Um, and we also have an in-house pharmacy or pharmacy lab. Sure. No, laboratory. No, no, right. yeah. um, so we have a hemostasis thrombosis lab and wow. we do uh, really, you know, unique testing there. Mm -hmm. Some of the testing we do is really just here in Western New York. The next place you'd have to go would be to Albany or Rochester wow. to receive that type of testing. So yeah, we are really unique and we are very highly specialized. So it's really not for everyone to come to our clinic. Sure. Um, but we also are branching out in a lot of different ways. We have a clinic for women and girls mm -hmm. with heavy menstrual bleeding. Um, we have an OBGYN that comes into that clinic. Wow. So we can really fully assess, do you have an undiagnosed bleeding disorder? Do you just have this problem and how can we help solve that for you so you can have an improved quality of life? Right 
Um, so we are, you know, always kind of, that's a clinic that's more open to the public because a lot of women suffer with that, you know, problem and aren't really aware that it's a problem. They think it's normal and, you know, it's not normal. And if your quality of life is affected by that, you should definitely give us a call so we can, you know, help you and see, is there something going on? How can we help support you? So you don't have to deal with that every month. Wow. Yeah, that's 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 super impactful. So 1010 Main Street, again, all in the show notes, where there's a lot. And I'm so impressed just, too, with how how many moving parts there is in a, in a positively, of course, and how, um, you know, just uh, for lack of a better phrase, you're dialed in, uh, <laughs> colloquially speaking. But it's just it's super impressive. And it's very apparent that you're passionate about what you do. And in yeah. our interactions over the last, you know, six months, um, it's been fun to get to know you better, what the organization's doing, the impact that you're having. And so that's maybe my next point is, you know, part of what we talk about, the purpose of this podcast mm-hmm. is that we like to say is that movers and shakers, people that are making positive impact in our community, both, you know, communally, civically, or excuse me, commu- communally, commercially, whatever it may yeah. be. Um, you know, imagine you've got, let's say two audiences. So it's kind of two part. We'll start with the first part. I won't even say the second because good podcasters don't ask two questions <laughs> at the same time. The first one is, Imagine you've got folks um, that are peers of yours in the medical field um, or, or aspiring even, um, you know, maybe specifically to, to the blood disorder world. What are some things that you might share in your experience, your decade plus journey um, in this world? What are some things you might um, you know, impart on them in terms of, you know, again, let's say they're aspirational at this point. What are some things you might Yeah, I, I would think, um, you know, depending on like what the specialty would be. Um, you know, someone's disease and their diagnosis, it's like the tip of the iceberg Mm -hmm. below that is so much more, you know what I mean? Think about something that you, a hobby of yours or something you're interested in. It's really just a small fraction of who you are as a person and really getting to know and treat the entire person, I think makes a big difference. Um, and I think for Western Earth Blood Care, that's something we've always really strived to do is we really go above and beyond for our patients. Um, you know, we also have a chapter, so we do community events. So we do... Um, educational events for patients. We have a fundraising walk. We just give back. We do outreach. You know, during the pandemic, we couldn't bring patients in. So we went to them. We delivered gifts to their houses for Christmas and for Halloween. You know what I mean? We just tried to like make, let them know like, we're still here. We're still Mm -hmm. a family. We're a big community. Um, You know, so you really have to look more than just the, the disease and the diagnosis. And yes, that's important to treat to keep someone healthy and functional. um, But also like, you know, dig deeper and look at the whole person and, you know, they're 15 minutes late to their appointment, but they also are a single mom who's got, you know, kids and they've got to take them to school and they've got to go to work. And, um, I think really understanding that just gives a deeper perspective. Mm. So empathy and experience are two words that I extract from that. That's that's another E, um, (laughs) in in that, in that point, I love that. Right. So it's like, it's all about the experience, whether it's that technical medical experience that they have when they walk in as a, as a patient experience, Mm -hmm. but even communally, I love that where it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, they're a patient, but they're a person, you know, people over patients is probably something that comes to mind for me when I think of Western Earth blood care. It's like people over profits is another thing, which is a whole ESG, um, another sidebar conversation. Um, but, um, I I think that's fantastic. How about, um, just a use case or two that, you know, and you kind of just, you answered it almost like you knew what my next part, (laughs) the second part was, which was more just broadly on the communal, uh, community level, right. Which is, again, you kind of said it, I don't know if there's anything to add, but, um, again, this is the, like the intersection of how if you build community, you can build your cause, your organization, your mission, whatever it is. Um, might you add anything else to to um, just just some tips some some thoughts, experience of yours and um, how you've been able to build a community, whether it's even like you said, you know, yesterday, just getting back from a conference. 
you know, how, what are you doing in those conferences, networking? Like, I'm just curious if you'd share that at that C level um, in the in the medical healthcare field that might be useful, yeah. interesting. I think um, hemophilia treatment centers or HTCs were really unique in the fact that there are so many federally designated ones in the country. Mm. So just within our region, which is from basically Western New York all the way up to Maine, mm. we have a region of HTCs and a lot of the interdisciplinary people meet those teams of, I meet with the social worker group monthly, the nurses do that, we have regional meetings. So just within our region, we're kind of on the pulse of like, what's going on? What are we all doing that's different? What are we doing that's working? What are the problems we're all kind of facing? And then there's huge national conferences and we always encourage our patients to go. Um, we help fund our patients to go if they can't afford to go. Because um, there's a lot of just different programs out there and to look kind of at the the macro level of, you know, you ha- do have this really difficult um, disease and diagnosis, but there's other people that you can connect with. Mm-hmm. You know, there's other people that you can meet that are your age, especially kids that are adolescents and teenagers and knowing you're not the only one who has this, you know, right. we link patients up to camps and just to kind of give them a broader perspective. I think sometimes it's really easy to kind of get siloed in this vision of, you know, this is really difficult and I'm really struggling and, you know, not taking that away. People are, but there's a lot of big community out there and we really try to introduce our patients into that community and our providers and different people as well, giving them an opportunity to further their education, to make these contacts, to find out what are you doing? Oh, you're doing that. Let's bring that back to our clinic and adopt that so that we can help our patients. Super sharp. I love it. Um, yeah, I mean, fantastic in terms of just that innovative mindset, um, that comparing and contrasting amidst uh, amongst other groups, and it only helps further your mission at Western Blood Care to be better, to mm-hmm. to deliver the best patient care. Um, I love it. Website, how do we connect? Where do we find you all that? You know, what Jess will share will be in the show notes, but... Um, <laughs> Um, westnewyorkbloodcare.org that's our website that has all of our information that tells you all the providers we have there the services we provide Mm -hmm. it also has our upcoming events Um, we have our annual fundraising walk on October 15th it's going to be down at the Outer Harbor Um, if you go to our website or if you follow us on social media on Instagram or Facebook we have all that information you know we definitely encourage people to come out and um, you know join us for a for a really good cause to raise some money and you know, see our patients and kind of see what we're all about. And that's a Saturday, it sounds like. Yes, if I'm that thinking. is a Saturday. Okay, cool. It's yeah. a Saturday. We'll make sure we put that information in there. How do we connect with you, Jess? Um, you can connect with me I, on, LinkedIn. on LinkedIn. Yep. Um, that's how we know each other. Yeah, that's, that's how we first connected through LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm definitely on LinkedIn. Um, you can also find me on the website as well that has my contact information. Excellent. Right on. Cool. Well, we really appreciate the work you're doing, um, spending some time with us, the partnership that we have, um, you know, in step with Western Blood Care and all the impactful works you're doing. It's obvious how passionate you are and, um, I'm energized by your energy and, um, you know, just again, a thanks from the community on behalf of all those that you've impacted and, and touched and positively impacted a big thanks. So, um, yeah, so check out Western Union Blood Care. Um, they're doing great work. Um, and uh, maybe October 15th, we'll see you there. So, yeah. Jess, thanks for coming out. Thank you. This is another Incept Connect podcast. We'll see you on the next show. Thanks.